you know, you get down into the deep, deep what dark. The f- I'm sorry. Tyson found a slice of pizza. I, t- I don't know if you heard me, but I went full Ron Burgundy on that. I came over there, and he's somehow, he somehow fished out not just a slice of pizza, but an entire takeaway box from inside the garbage can that had one pizza. I was like, I'm not even mad. That's amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how the fuck did you do that? Little Dude, bastard. Since, uh, since that happened, I just want to mention here, I love hole-in-the-wall pizza. Oh, like, I hate franchise so pizza. I hate Domino, I hate Domino's and Papa John's. Like they're good. I will order them. They're good there, drunk pizza. They're good drunk pizza. But there's just nothing like a real pizza place. Like, mm-hmm. like, uh, like a place that is not got the franchise behind it. It's not got the because man, I don't know what it is. It's just it's just better. It's got to be Giuseppe's just, down the road, where his grandfather, who looks like he's yeah. in his 60s, but he's actually 147 years old, and he makes a pizza like Michelangelo sculpts a face. Like, you know, that's yeah. got to be the guy. Roll into hot. Ah, oh, dude, I fucking... This is one of my... Like, if you are going to say in the last 10 years what's a favorite horror movie... Ooh. Although we've come into, like, all these other ones and these story ones and these smart ones, dude, this one. I love it. I I, I just, like, literally, it has a piece of my heart, like, where it's like, I don't know why, I I don't know if you earn it or if you deserve it, but, and I feel like that teenage girl is in love with the bad boy on the motorcycle. (laughs) It's like, you know, I don't know if you deserve it, but fucking take me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just take me here on the driveway, make daddy watch. Like, just, Jesus Christ. You know? <laughs> like, no, but it's one of those. It's one of those where it's just like, dude, it just, it says all the right things. It's, a, it's everything that I, you know, you, you know what I mean? Like, oh, that's yeah. why I'm using that parallel. Because it's Every... just like, oh, you, say, you just say all the right, just fucking just... take my anus <laughs> right here on top of the roadrunner. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Oh, like, just do it. Oh, man, what a cold open. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking out. We, uh, uh, yeah, no, it's, well, that's what like, we do around here. We have, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's our thing. Uh, if people make it past the banter, then they deserve to hang out with us. <laughs> that's what's going on. But here. The uncut ones, these are oh, dude. People. Like, it's, I, we find some people who dig it. Yeah, awesome. that's the thing. You know, uh, when we get into. Like to find some... The thing is, is if we did the Patreon and we started getting people in, in on these calls. Yeah. So the Patreon is going to cost you like a dollar, two dollars, whatever the hell it is. Five dollars. I don't know. Okay, because I don't understand it. Um, but come <laughs> no, no Jack Sparrow, stop it. <laughs> um, no, if we go that route, um, the thing is, if if that goes well, then you might not have to pay to get on the podcast, right? right. Like if if it, if it works, if we do like a guest call and then people, you know what I mean. Right, and that would like, be kind of a cool thing to to 
to bring to bring to the table as far as audience involvement and engagement. If that's something that you guys wanna wanna see from us and, and if if there are people out there that would be so kind the, the and... first one the first one we could do for free if we did like a sweepstakes on the Twitter. Yeah. That would be kinda cool. So maybe I don't know. Maybe if we do a poll for like the voting of like the favorite film of this thing and you each in your voting write a comment and we will pick at random somebody. Yeah. And then you can join us. Watch the film we'll that we're doing that week. Like, we're not just gonna email you like right now and be like, get on like, you know, we'll we'll tell you when and where and, and how and Exactly. That could be the, the opening to that. That'd be pretty cool. That um, would be pretty fucking cool. Um, if you don't know what you're listening to, uh, which... Movie like, shoppers. I tell you what, if you've come this far and you're still confused... Yeah. <laughs> but this is, a, yet again, another episode of Movie Sherpas with Warren Hansen and Hello. me, Jason. Jason. I just... Uh, my last name is weird. It's Purcell. Right on. It's I'm it, I'm I'm literally one C away from having fuck you money, and it pisses me off because there's so many mm. people out there like your last name's Purell, and I'm like no, my last name's Purcell, and they're like who the fuck's that? I'm like nobody, <laughs> this me. Yeah. You know I wish my last name was Purell because yeah. I would be rich as fuck. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's better how it is. You'd be like I make your hands dirty and they clean them. <laughs> like. <laughs> But uh, we're we're we are neck deep into uh, to to the spooky season for our Halloween Halloween scarathon fright. I, think, I don't even know what the hell I we're think doing on the last episode of spooky season. It's going to be kind of sad because uh, like part of me is feeling like this is not only where we've kind of hit our stride in this genre that we've been trying to kind of figure our way into but i feel like we've hit our stride but also like when it ends i'm gonna be kind of sad and, and i think that's a feeling that kind of resides anyway with october and halloween yeah. as it is um but it's kind of amplified by this and um kind of like how horror movies work anyway like once it's watched it's done like once it's watched you know mm -hmm. it and it and and now the only thing for you is something new like it, you can revisit horror and you can appreciate it in different ways, but like horror at its core is always a first viewing. It's always a, you know, do, you, do you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, I'm it's always like, kind I, of a. It's a fear. Fear is unless it's a a core fear or something that you like. You know, you have a phobia or something. But your you, jump scares they're only good one time. You know, yeah. As soon as you know, as soon as you know. That that lady's gonna come out of the that grandfather clock right now and scare the shit. Then oh, that's the grandfather clock. And the, what sucks is you'll see a grandfather clock in the subsequent films, and you'll just expect a you know a lady to jump. I don't know why I've picked that, but it's a thing that happens. And that's a cool thing. It is. Like, we, we, we man steal used that. to have a grandfather clock at the top of our stairs where oh, she had creepy. a stand a stair lift that used to. Do its own thing, so like like in, in is it was it like I in guess. Gremlins? Did it launch her into the? I, 
bro, I'd be upstairs in the spare room, which was like my granddad's like storage room. There'd be like swords and shit in there, so I'd be in there like pretend to be a ninja and shit. And like, Sick. so I'd be like, yeah, I'm awesome. I, like, I just watched the free ninja kids. I just watched Cartoon Network all day, and I'm just up like, ah, 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 like doing definitely what is not meant to be getting done up there. Like, uh, you know, it's like definitely don't touch those swords. It's like I'm totally as soon as you leave, this, I'm getting those swords, swords. and. <laughs> I'm gonna be a ninja, and I'm I'm doing that, and then you just hear the stair lift come up the stairs, and then I'd be like, put it away and like just hide under the covers because the stair lift just used to operate on its own, would go up and down at the same will. You scare the fucking shit out of me. Um, yeah, that is I want shit my I want shit awful. my pants in that house because <laughs> I like actually shit myself on purpose because. I was gonna go to the. I woke up late at night to go to the bathroom, but then as I opened the door, the stair lift started coming up, and I was like, "Nope, <laughs> nope." <laughs> I was I'm like, gonna "Shit my pants, shit the bed, <laughs> just just shit the bed." Do what, just like the old greats used to. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> oh um, man, but, a time a time before diapers. And, yeah, well, <laughs> well, we're we're but, we're um, we're talking what about. What? Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. well, where I was going with that whole shit your pants story was um, at the end of this spooky season I think we should end it with it's so hard to say, say goodbye, goodbye to yesterday to <laughs> yeah um, well, you I'm gotta do it, it like the kid I'm in. Uh... I'm gonna miss it for sure but no it's been awesome you guys rock tits yeah, it's really dicks. cool to see. You know, I mean, tits and dicks and all. There's there's a lot of that on the list too, <laughs> in varying degrees of decay in most movies. Um, yeah. But uh, talking about shitting the bed, this is uh, this is not a film that does that. Uh, spoiler alert! You thought I was going to say this was a shitty film, but it's hey. not. Um, Shit your pants, boy. We're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about a. Uh, it's a it's a type of film that happened when you know the the haunted houses, uh, you know the field of screams, Jason's Woods, all those types of things. They became popular, and then you know movies about them started to come out, and they were shitty, and they were like, you know, and then you have movies like uh, what was that one that 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 came out, uh, Hellfest. You had Hellfest That's, that came out. I'm, I'm glad like, you brought that up. 2014 or something because my again this is a common theme for these horror movies my missus saw the trailer for hellfest and she was like we're gonna watch that film and already in the pit of my stomach i was like i don't want to watch this film (laughs) like (laughs) like, even when i saw the trailer i was like i don't i i i know i'm gonna have to do it but i don't want to and I watched it, and I was right. <laughs> like right. it was, and I, I bad. think, um, I, but I th- this film is one of those occurrences where, and this happens in in horror again, any other films, but like I feel like in horror, there's lots of examples of this, where there is the creation of the premise, and then there's just someone who does it better. Like there's just someone who right. takes that premise. Like this is this is what you tried to. It, it's like when I try and see things with my English uh, lingo, and then you say 
this is what he means. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's like one of those. I hope I don't do that. I try no, not no, to. No, 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 I don't mean it in that way. But sometimes I'll say like, "You cunt," and I was like, "He loves you." Like, <laughs> okay, you know, yeah, like, no, I do do that. You know, um, um, but like, Hellfest came out, and it was kind of, it sort of missed. And I think the reason this movie hits is, uh, we're, or we're talking about uh, 2019's. Uh, haunt and i think the reason this movie hits and and hellfest didn't is hellfest sort of it made it made like the the haunt scary because there was a killer you know there was there was a dude that was killing people haunt is effective because it it plays upon it plays upon a notion that is is so incredibly real and that notion is what if you went to a haunted house and it was exactly that like what if you went to one of these terror extreme haunted houses and it was just full of psychopathic murderers that just wanted to kill you what if star wars star wars it's a trap yeah like right yeah yeah like total 100 percent I've got something to say, and I don't have any grounding in this, but I just want to throw it at you because I want to hear you try and explain this away. Um, oh, God. <laughs> by the end of this film, it was giving me... He- this This film and its core, I love it. It's one of my favorite horror movies now. It just is. I love it. I love the world. I love the characters. I love the monsters. The monsters are the coolest shit I've seen in oh, yeah. 10 years. Maybe since childhood. I've not had anything since Freddy Krueger or Jason Voorhees be like, wow. Yeah. That's no, you're, awesome. You're right. You're right. Um, but one thing I will say, and this is what I want to throw to you is, by the end of the film, I was getting Rob Zombie vibes. I was getting like, this could be a world. This well, could be many movies. It this does live. It does live in that, uh, that 31... House of a Thousand Corpses, like Devil's Rejects type of type of universe where it's not necessarily like a it's not necessarily like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing, right? Where it's like a town that went defunct or anything like that. But it's it's it plays upon a couple different things. It plays upon the outcast syndrome. It plays upon um, you know a caste system. It plays upon the inherent, uh, the inherent prejudice that comes with, uh, encountering people that don't look the same way you do. And then going, going both ways, going both ways in that notion. It's also probably one of the most effective haunted house movies that there's been. Like actual haunted house, not like you know, uh, not like some paranormal film. Like an actual, like you know, uh, yeah, the original, style. yeah, the original Alien. Yeah. The original Alien is effectively a haunted house movie. You know, that's yeah. that's it's uh, this movie. This movie injects new school elements into that. You know the oldest of the the oldest of the old. It's like you know the group of pretty people get bullied by the group of not so pretty people. You know it's 
The Hills Have Eyes, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I know. I mean, yeah. I, I don't. I don't but, put this movie in with those because there's those are two kind of different sort of films. But the way this, this is operates a, is is right along those lines of those classics. This is a little tag for something we might do on the Patreon. Is that we could do any film that was ever we'll do like a horror if the horror movies take off here and you guys are digging that we might do something on the patreon where we do all the banned horror movies not that they're banned yeah. today but they were ever banned mm-hmm. because do you know what that means it was a fucking good horror movie that's what yeah. it means that's it how you know really it's good, good. <laughs> that's how um, you know it's good but no I, I will tell you this and again without spoiling anything if you haven't seen this film and if you haven't seen it, you have to see it. it like I said, we, we've covered some great story movies on this film, movies that take you on a journey and stuff like that. This movie isn't necessarily that, but for some reason, and I, I don't know why, but I love it. I really do. Like, out of all the movies on this list, there's movies that I will put above it on the list. Like, I will put Descent into Darkness and Lake Mungo and stuff above it because of the journey they take us on. But... I don't love them. They're like redheaded stepchildren to me. Like I, I this 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 one is mine. Like I love it. There's just I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but there's just something about it that I just I'm just like yes, come with me, like live with me forever. Like I love you. Like it's just <laughs> I it's, uh, I dug it. I personally dug it because I'm such a huge fan of classic horror like i i love this list i love uh this this series here that we've put together because it is it has handed me all of these great films to add to the ones that i that i love i i live in the classic horror film place i don't really watch modern horror films and i think this is one of the best modern horror films that i've ever had the privilege to watch I know that you love horror films. I know that you love the class and stuff like that. So, like, for me, when I put together this list, I took careful consideration. I have a certain thing with horror films. And so, like, to hear you say that you dug almost every single one of these, um, yeah, that, that means something. Uh, yeah, dude. Like, like I said, uh, for the audience listening, I mean, you're talking with with Jason. You're talking about a deep love of Jason Voight, like the classics, the cornerstones, the uh, and the growth thereof, right? And yeah. so, like for me to int- for me to be introducing him to horror films he hasn't seen was already a great privilege, but for him to love them was hell yeah man a great accomplishment for me personally because like i we all know that feeling you have a film you like and you show it to friends like oh that shit i didn't like yeah like they don't get it right but it's so cool to show him a bunch of films that i was like dude these films fucked me up these films mess with my head these films were scary they you know they changed my baseline of what horror is like they they changed me and and for him to watch those and be like, every time we do one of these episodes, he's like, I watch this film, and it was this, this, and that, and it's just like, dude, I fucking, I'm there with uh, 
uh, a loose noose in my closet, jerking my dick. <laughs> like, you know, like, I'm fucking... I'm like one, You're I'm like one Robin... I'm one Robin Williams away. I'm just fucking... <laughs> wow! No, um... Hey. No, but it's, uh, it's... So... Horror is so easy to to get into and it's so easy to do incorrectly. And the first for, for this, for this film in general, the fact that I saw that Eli Roth was involved with it, I was like, okay, this is going to be something. This is going to be something that's, that's above other films that are kind of like it because I mean, Eli Roth doesn't get involved with movies unless they, have some kind of groundbreaking thing in them, or they're there, or they're going to test a certain thing. Like you know, the stuff he's done with Tarantino, the stuff he's done himself. I mean, the guy brought us Hostel for God's sakes, and that's you know. I, I will say this though is for me, like what, what you're saying is all valid. I'm not disagreeing with any of it, but for me personally, I kind of fell off with Eli Ross after. Um, what was it? Green Inferno? Yeah, when he redid like, Cannibal Holocaust. So, so, so I did the the Hostel original was kind of thingy, and then I watched the sequels, and then I watched Green Inferno, and I was just like... And then when this one came out, and they were like, oh, Eli Roth, and I was just like... You know, like it doesn't take much. Maybe in Hollywood that still has weight, but like personally, on my level, I was just like, sometimes guys lose it. Right. Sometimes that thing you had goes away, and and so I kind of went into this with pretty low expectations, to be honest. Again, it was another film. My missus was like, "Let's watch this. It's new. Blah blah blah. Let's watch it." And um, by the end of it, I don't think that she dug it very much, to be honest, because again, she's more of a paranormal right. thing. She loved Hellfest, which I absolutely hated it like again like this is a space for us to be honest right like i'm not shitting on anyone i'm not saying it's a bad meal i'm not saying don't watch it but i can only talk from what i experienced and when i watched hellfest i hated that i i was just like this is it's like cheap and, and not in the way it was made i just mean like the 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 premise is is, is cheap no one's tried here this is exactly. not new and that's where um, that's where this film kind of diverges from the rest of them. This, yeah, like there for, is for me, so much has, effort. For me, it's like it starts off cheap, which is brilliant, which I love. This is the best part of the film, where it starts off cheap. Where some of the first instances of like misfortune that we encounter are just like, oh yeah, what I expect. But then they take us somewhere from that first thing where we're like oh we totally expected that that's not surprising and then they take us into the deep deep it's like a shark grabbing you and just taking you to this part of the ocean that you've just never like into the darkness like Mm -hmm. deep down and seeing that and uh, i don't know like i can't put my finger on it but i just feel like these rob zombie vibes and not like they were made by him but like this is like something that could coexist it has a, a separate universe. It like, has an aesthetic the, that's the same. Absolutely. It has uh, like the uh, it just just purely on the outside of like filmmaking. It has a color palette. It has a shooting style, and it has a motion. 
uh, to yeah. the uh, to to the the way the camera moves and the way the people inside the frame move. It is very the, Rob Zombie. I, I won't like say it, but the end scene of this film, <sighs> dude, it's like everything I've wanted in a everything you want in a horror film. Like yeah. it's just. Not many has... horror movies take you to that place. I think a lot of horror movies that do this type of thing, we all want to go to that place. We all want to go to this place of understanding. We want to go to this place where we can talk to them. What would they say? Why are you doing this? Who are you? What is and and it takes you there. Mm-hmm. And that's so rare. Like that's like a diamond in horror films because yep. we never get that. Even no. in films that had fucking all the sequels, that Friday the Fire scene, stuff like that, and you're like, oh, okay, people say like, oh, they did tell you why. Like, yeah, but it's different because here it's like completely articulated and spoken from well, the mouth of the guy. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? And like, also, and also, those movies. Oh yeah, well, you know, we explained it. Yeah, it took you six movies for fuck's sake, like. With this one, with this one, you go into the haunted attraction, and you come out of the haunted attraction a different fucking person. Like that's that that it, it yeah. over the span of an hour and thirty five minutes, this movie goes through the progression that franchise films take five movies to do. And it's difficult so, to do that kind of exposition and not have it feel rushed or not have it like you sometimes films like this is like it's they they and with Eli Roth being involved like I want to make a point where I didn't say I didn't mean that it was necessarily a good thing. But when I saw that he was involved, I knew this was going to be something that was more extreme than most other things in its in its genre there. But like a lot of the times when movies try to move that quickly or expound those that those uh, those points that quickly, they lean hard into gore and they lean hard into that stuff, and then the story that you obviously can see developing just melts away. And I yeah. think this movie, this movie is one of uh, it's a it's a modern horror film that does a really great job balancing. Balancing the storyline through it and also the shock and awe because there's plenty of that in this movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Claw we're, hammer. Again, we're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, like, we're trying to do it without ruining anything. I'll just say, like, in the most vague way possible, like, the monsters in this movie oh. are, like, my favorite monsters I've seen. Probably since I was a kid, like I, I just saw it and I was just like, "Yes, like this is definitely the direction we should be going." Because it's it's not just because I thought they were cool, but also like they were scary but cool at the same time, which is like something I haven't felt since I saw Jason Voorhees for the first time or something that I saw. You know, and they don't have the same iconic value. They don't have the same like franchise value like freddy or jason has but i just haven't felt that way where it's just like i'm terrified of you but i have to admit you're fucking awesome like you're so cool yeah there's and there's there's so much that that could be lost in the character design when they go this 
I mean, because there's nothing subtle about these particular monsters. Each one of them is uniquely fucking dope and also uniquely shocking. There's, there's, you know, like the, the main character, the devil, we'll, we'll call the, the, that guy yeah. in the red suit and everything. When he takes his mask off, dude, it is like, I don't, I, again, I, I didn't do enough production research to see if this was a makeups or anything, or, you know, if there's a dude that actually did that to his face, which that'd be fucking cool to meet that guy. But, dude. you know, it's, he has this, this symmetry that sort of embodies his evil. And then there's a couple other characters that are more unfortunate looking, less symmetrical, and that embodies their mania or that embodies their aggression or, you know, those, that, that type of thing. I, it, it just it's, for the, a film to, uh, to do that and to not like be campy about it is so refreshing and so cool. The explanation to the movie and the revelation is really refreshing and the scary thing about him isn't his mania or his it's his intelligence Mm -hmm. it's his reasoning it's that he believes in it it's that this is not just a thought this is like a belief held by many that he explained you know i mean like and when you talk about like I, I loved the mask thing because what are we used to in films? What are we used to with fucking ghost face and stuff like, like oh, yeah. any guy who has a mask other than like, again, that's why I, I think that's why I call it back to like a guy who's like, maybe is um, like as, as, as held close to your heart as like Jason Voorhees, because he's one of the only guy Jason Voorhees he has many things that people think they love about him, but I think one of the things is the behind that that mask is a gift. Yeah, <laughs> because behind that exactly. is something far worse. Even and, even in the beginning, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And and so like this film is one of the very few mask killer films, and it was so cool to see that when they take that mask off, that it, it was actually hiding something. It's not. It's not a. It's yeah. not a. It's not like I wore this to be scary. It's like I wore this not to scare you. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, I, I wore this. Oh, it, it's it, it. That's actually I. I really like. I really like that point. That that the the masked figures and everything. Like we we it it plays on this whole this whole notion right where these these haunted attractions. It's nothing new, you know, Coney Island, all that stuff, you know, seeing freaks and, you know, oddities and all that stuff. And then that kind of folded itself into the horror movie thing. And then, you know, some really smart person was like, hey, why don't we make giant, like, hay rides that are scary? And like, well, why don't we do this? And it turns into these theme parks that theme, the theme is scaring the shit out of you. And it's, a, it's something that every single person that goes to those things says to them. It's like, well, what if there really is a fucking schizo behind that mask? What if it's not a mask? Like, what if that guy at the end of the hallway that's wearing a chainsaw that looks like a pig is actually a fucking mutant that looks like a pig that's going to hack me up with a chainsaw? Everybody thinks about that. 
That's that's a and it's a it's not like a rational thought. It's not like a thought you really think of as as something that could possibly happen. But you're like, oh, that'd be fucking crazy. And then this movie comes along, and it doesn't even it doesn't even bat an eye. Because no, yeah, no, these are the uh, this is the worst case scenario. This is literally the like anything you thought could happen in a situation like this. Like take that and then augment it by about fifteen thousand, and you're somewhere close to the ballpark of this movie. Like yeah. this is the worst case scenario to the umpteenth degree. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess that's one of the reasons why I fucking love it so much. Is like I said that like that devil's rejects that that feeling of. You know, I I remember the first time I watched The Devil's Rejects and just being like, a lot of horror movies operate with this hanging carrot of hope. And (laughs) those movies are just like, none of that. We'll have none of that here. Like, we we, we don't deal in that. And, And this film, once we get to a certain point, once we realize the reality that we are in, you realize that there is no hope. <laughs> like, yeah, you know it, what I mean? And it I, does... fucking, I love it. I love it for the, for the genre that it is inside that what it operates and it's perfect. And I love the little explanation. I love stuff like that, but also I could do like five more of these. Like I could, I yeah. could totally do that. And they're, they're done. And the uh, you know just where we when speaking conceptually the for the the part of the you know first part of the pod the podcast here but just the practical effects in this movie like thank I, I I this this would be a movie I would love specifically just for that full stop I doesn't have to this 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 movie again another one that ticks all the boxes it's a reason that it's on this list. You know, it roots it in the real world. Everybody's been to one of these fucking things. Everyone's had that thought, like, well, what if there's a real serial killer in there? No one would know. And if it didn't have all of that, I would still love it because all of the effects in this movie are practical. And I have such a deep love. Like you said in the beginning of the podcast, I love the old school horror movies. How did we cut somebody's head off? Or how did Tom Savini blow that guy's head off with a shotgun? He made a fake head and blew it up with a shotgun. <laughs> like that's and 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 those are the types of effects that, given the budgets of these movies, could be seamless to reality. And there's a lot of points in this movie. I said claw hammer, uh, just to give you a little hmm. It's like yeah. that's one of the. Like, I could feel that. I, I'm not yeah. going to say it. You can find it. Just if you know, if you want to know what it is right now, you don't want to f- watch the movie. You want to listen to the podcast. I watch me. Just type in on YouTube "Haunt 2019 Clawhammer" and there you go. You can Bang. see what I mean. Um, yeah. It's effects like that, and that's that. I think that might be the reason that I was excited that I saw Eli Roth's name because then I know that the effects are going to be practical, visceral, 
and horrifying. I know that those three things are going to... Whether or not the movie hits is another thing, but I know for a fact that the visuals that I'm going to experience are going to be unique to the film, and they're going to shock the shit out of you. And that's what I like about like, movies like this. It's supposed to do what that. Was, what was the film that Rob Zombie released before um, the sequel to Devil's Rejects? Do you remember what that was called? Uh, well, he did... Well, it was... His first film was House of a Thousand Corpses, then The Devil's Rejects, <clears throat> and then in between... Uh, and then in between uh, Three from Hell, in between, I'm sorry, in between Devil's Rejects and Three from Hell, 31 was the one that he uh, he released with uh, the first, I think, the first movie that he did with Richard Brake, who then goes on to play uh, the wolf in uh, Three from Hell. And 31 is the first time I ever saw Richard Brake act. He's been doing a, he's been, he was, he did a movie called Death Machine with Brad, with, uh, uh, Stephen Dorff, the guy who voices Chucky back in the eight, back in the early nineties. Really, really awful, but fantastic horror film about a giant, a giant menacing man-eating robot. But, uh, yeah, 31, if you want to see like, yeah, if you want to see the, uh, if you want to see the art house film version of this movie, go watch 31. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what it is. And for me, it was like, it was, that, that's, that's why I wanted to know it because for me, it's like 31 meets like, um, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess like Halloween almost like, you know, I mean, it's like a, it's like a little yeah. mashup. It's like this this mashup, and um, not to get off too off topic here, um, but but since we were bringing up other movies, I, I was talking to my miss the other day, and I was trying to figure out like why do you think of all of the reboots that are happening right now? Like why do you think Halloween is so prominent? Because like Halloween wasn't even popular when it came out, right? Because it was like so head and shoulders below the other slashes. So like, why do you think it's, why do you think Halloween is like a big deal now? It's like weird to me. Cause like I grew up with that and like Halloween is what it is. And it's not like I'm saying it's a horrible franchise. It was a horrible film, but it was never blockbuster. But today it's, it's, it's blockbuster. Like today it's like trailers on TV and like, it, do you know what I mean? It's kind of weird out of all the slashes. Oh. Like why is, why is uh, Michael Myers scarier today than he was? Michael back Myers. Then? Michael Myers is well. Michael Myers has always occupied his own. I'm speaking of him like he's a real person. <laughs> I'm disturbed. Don't mind me. Um, Michael Myers always occupied his own box in horror because he's. He's the only, he's the only masked serial, masked serial killer style slasher that never became supernatural in any way. Like you have Freddy Krueger who started supernatural, right? He started, he's a dream, uh, you know, he's a dream demon. He's a real person, but then through how he died and upon soul sacrifice and everything became a dream demon. 
You have Jason Voorhees, who was killed in, who well, not killed, but who died in a distressing manner, and through some kind of evil force was brought back from the dead, and now he is a hulking juggernaut of death and destruction. Michael Myers was an eight-year-old kid who stabbed his big sister to death, went away to a mental institution, spent twenty, spent fifteen years in a mental institution, and then one night was like, "I'm good. I'm out. I'm gonna go kill my other sister," and he never ever became more than human, and that's yeah. why he's so fucking scary because Jason Voorhees. There's uh, there's a couple things that got to happen for me to believe that Jason Voorhees is standing in front of me. One of which is he's got to not be alive. Jason, after the fourth film, suffice to say, Jason was a zombie from there on out. But if a dude in a blue jumpsuit and a Michael Myers mask was standing in front of me right now, I'd be like, it may not be the guy, but that guy might want to kill me. It's this blank. It's this blank slate, and I think the the most effective thing that that Halloween and and those movies did was to embody what is so scary about serial murderers and and the real monsters that do that. Is that you look at guys like BTK or Richard Ramirez or you know the uh, the Clove Hitch Killer, which we're going to we're going to have a look at that movie on this list later. Yeah. They're all regular human beings they're all guys you see on the street you know btk was the bt btk was the uh assistant pastor for his church you know i mean richard yeah. richard ramirez a weird looking guy but you can you, you lose him in a crowd in the in the late 80s in yeah. california no, so sure. it's like he... we can we can put any face that we want to on that Michael Myers mask and that's why that, it's so scary it, it, that's why I think he's he's the most timeless as far as the horror movie slashers go that's a that's a great answer uh, like I said it just puzzled me because we have so many classic slashers that obviously survived the years and while they were pumping out movies Halloween was dead in the dirt when they were creating their subsequent films up through the 2000s. And then I also think Halloween. John Carpenter held on to the script for a long time, too, because he didn't want just anybody. Because that happened with the franchise when they did all the shitty sequels, you know, in between. So that yeah. might have been why I think yeah, Carpenter kind of held on to it. It was just, like, interesting to see that, like, today, well, you know, Freddy and Jason, I mean... I, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it'd be really hard to bring them back from the route that we drove them to. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. As Absolutely. an all, you know, and, and you can blame that on the directors, you can blame it on anyone, but really, I think it comes down to us as an audience. Because um, the demand was so heavy. Yeah, they tried um, it with both of those franchises. You know, Jackie Earl Haley uh, reprised a role as Freddy Krueger in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street fell flat yeah great it, it, i i i enjoyed it for what it is i think jackie earl haley is one of the most underrated character actors of the day 
because uh, Rorschach is one of the coolest fucking superheroes ever. Yeah. And then, yeah, and you he's, know... He's a solid choice for Freddy, really. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely, with the voice and the bodies, the diminutive but still feral-looking body style. But then the thing that we did, the thing that we did with Jason was we... I mean, Kane Hodder, the guy who's most well-known for playing Jason and whatnot... He's a hulking human being. He's a big guy. He's, he's, you know, my size, maybe a little bit bigger, but he was never more than more than human. You know, you got guys like Derek Mears and Andrew Bernarski, all of these fucking huge dudes playing Jason Voorhees now, and it takes you it takes you out of it. It takes the human element away. Michael Myers always was human sometimes he did stuff that was a little bit more than human you know and in rob zombies yeah. reimagining right rob zombies reimagining he made him the big giant you know hulking and it was it was for that franchise and for that 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 universe's canon you know that's what he wanted to do but michael myers the 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 most rude answer to that question is michael myers since day one was always just a guy yeah, just a mass murder. Like yeah, he was he was he, yeah, yeah he was never he was never it's, not. They tried to make him superhuman. They tried to make him yeah, supernatural. Like, so being like more simple at his core is what made him out like surpass mm -hmm. in time at least. Definitely, um, those that's, other slashes. That's why that's, his that's reboot a, worked. That's why this reboot yeah. is currently working, and all the other reboots were only one film. I think they tried to do, they did it with Texas Chainsaw a couple different times, but that was always just reimagining of, it was always taking the, the, the movie and just going a different direction with it along the same, trying to be along the same timeline as the first film, the very first film, not the other yeah. horrible but amazing <laughs> films that came out after it. But yeah, uh, yeah no, it's, Michael's, it's... Michael's always just been that dude walking slow after you with a big fucking knife that apparently you can't run away from fast enough because he can walk as fast as you can run. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's a, that's a solid point. Uh, like I said, I just wanted to bring that up because I just think that's a, it's a valid question in today's horror, right? Like when well, it's, you're it's... seeing that he's almost like he laid quiet through the prime time of his genre, mm -hmm. right? Like he was laid in the dirt while the rest of them did their thing. And that now, of all times, he is right bigger than ever. He's bigger than he was when he came out. Shit. Like he, he, like he, he just fits. And um, talking about um, how the references you made to like the Clovich Killer, which is like something you should absolutely watch. We'll cover that. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think you're absolutely right. Now, like now that I've heard it back, it's like, yeah, it's. Oh. The number one mistake that people make in, Sorry. if you're interested in true crime and you're interested in stuff like that is, you know, the, the biggest mistake that law enforcement and the general public make on these characters like Richard Mirrors and stuff like that is we want to know why. And that's something that it's a question that we all want to know, but it's also a question that doesn't matter to these guys. Mm -hmm. It's not why. This is what I want to do. This is who I am. This is this is something that's deeply embedded in me. And, and no amount of documentary or no 
prevalent FBI detective or anything like this profiler, whatever the fuck. I don't care how many psychopaths you talk to. You will never explain to me why Ted Bundy did what he did because that's who he was. And, yeah. and, 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 and the thing that people don't want to hear is the reason he did what he did. Uh, do you want to know the answer? Like, I, guess I can tell you all. I can tell you why Richard <laughs> Ramirez did what he did. I can tell you why Ted Bundy did what he did. I can tell you all of them because he wanted to. Mm-hmm. There's no deep demon in his head telling him to do this shit. There's no stuff like that. It's the human condition. Think of the things that you want to do to people that you don't like. Think of the things that cross your mind. Think of the things that you, you know, you might silence them out and stuff like that, but there's things within us. We're violent. Look at apes. Look at what they do to each other. Yeah. Look at what we're capable of. It's capability. And of course, out of the millions upon billions of us on the planet, there's guys out there who have no other drive or no other motive other than I just want to do it. Why? Because like, yeah. And, and that's it. And that's, uh, and now that you've said that, I'm just like, that's where Myers fits. Mm-hmm. And I think, right? I think talking about that is perfect to talk about in tandem with this film, because the, the fact that Myers has, I kind of like the. I was thinking about that while you were while you were making that point there. I was thinking about like, well, it makes what makes Michael Myers so scary is the is the white mask, the fact that you could put any face you want on that, and underneath that is a guy, right? Now you turn to this film, you turn to Haunt, and you have characters that are clearly very scary on the outset. I love the masks in this movie. The costume yeah, design, the prop, the prop department had so much goddamn fun, so much fun, and I love that because in in this movie it it plays on the oh okay there's a masked killer over there it's just a guy, and then they take the mask off and you realize the monsters are real. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, and that's way more. Yeah, I I think that's I think that is. Like now that you made that point, I think that is the thing that I love about this film the most is that behind the mask, behind the mystery, is a real monster. Something so much worse. Yeah, which is like as supernatural as this film, maybe, which isn't supernatural. um, But, you, you know, the extremes this film goes to is like so deeply rooted in real crime, in that the fact that we build these monsters and you know, the most terrifying thing about these monsters is they're that nice guy next door. Mm-hmm. That's what's scary about them because the masks that they wear are the things that make you feel comfortable. And the things underneath those masks are the things that make your stomach turn. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's a, and, and, and that's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting take on, it's an interesting take on real life, mm-hmm. isn't it? Because that's how real it life really works. Is. You know, that's how real yeah. life works. The 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 masks that and even and we're not even talking about uh, bad people. I mean, we're not even talking. We don't. We you don't even have to to bring up someone who does horrible things. You can just bring up somebody that goes out into the world and via their situation in in society or the people that they hang around with or the people that they associate with. They've some some people 
me included, and I'm sure you've done it too, we put on a facade to elicit yeah. a reaction, you know, and sometimes a mask isn't a mask. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a perception that you as a, that you as a, a vulnerable human being, you create things to either combat a situation or bring about a yeah. situation, right? If you ever been to a fucking job interview, you oh, understand. I am the greatest person that's ever lived. Dude, <laughs> if I go to a job interview, I'm like this guy, and I was like, you wouldn't believe that this guy that you just met shagged a woman up the ass. Like, like yeah. you know, I mean, like, you'd never <laughs> guess that. But no, it, it's that same thing, isn't it? And it's that like hidden in plain sight. Yes, is the is the horror aspect of this film, and um, I like I said I love that beneath the mask is something that you could never comprehend. Like you thought the mask was scary, yeah. like, and, and then that... when the mask taken off, you're like, put it back on, yeah. <laughs> like you know, like please put it back on. But yeah, you can. And again, I I think it is a female lead, which is again not uncommon for these type of horror films mm -hmm. but putting yourself in her shoes in that last act of the film is just like i'd have been a bumbling mess dude i'd just have been crying like just don't fuck me like just don't <laughs> like do whatever no, it's, but, but, well, you know the strong the strong female lead is is so a product of the horror film, you know, there's so many like, and, and I'm not saying that no other genre of film is, is responsible for, for molding and shaping um, the merit to a strong female lead character. God knows there are many other, there are many things out there that try to get rid of it and fuck that. You know, the, the strong female character, a strong female lead is incredibly important in, in movies and I think horror has a huge, a huge uh, part in in doing that and making it. I I I I, venture, I I I hesitate to say acceptable because I, I don't want it to come off like, well, you know, horror made that acceptable. No, it's horror made a strong female character desirable. You know, it's like a lot of yeah. a lot of films out there like, oh, you want the big brash dude and the guy, you know, Jason Statham and, you know, Bruce Willis. We talked about this in a very in a, one of our very first episodes where it's like, you know, there are so many women out there that are just as badass as those dudes are. And they dude, don't get movies. Sure. They don't get yeah, they don't no. get movies. And they they're. You know, uh, they're they're part of those movies. You know who they are? They're the fucking stunt women. They're the stunt performers Dude, that yeah, should no, be in the because they're just as talented. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Most of them are just as talented acting wise. Some of them don't want to do it, but a majority of them are just as talented acting wise, and they can do all the shit. In you know? in, in movies, like you just said, it, it is a, a given that we want those strong male characters and these guys who are like oh they could save us they could whatever and then it's just like me i i grew up with just women in my house yeah. right like and and my sister i mean she gave birth to two of our children's two of our kids in her 
flat. Damn. No midwife, none of it. Like a warrior woman. Like, yeah. Like, like out of all of us, like we've always, me and my brothers have always like come to the thing, like, yeah, no, she's a fucking Viking. Like, she's a yeah. fucking psycho. Like, <laughs> she's a different level of human. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, she's just mm-hmm. got this thing about her. And the same with like my nan and my mom and stuff like that. Like, I have that appreciation of that. And so, like, when you see it in horror films, it's one of the few genres where we take these strong male characters of these physical builds and I'm this, I'm that. And what happens to them? They get fucking yeah. aced one, in the first yeah. act of the film. Because, one, it disarms us, right? Because mm-hmm. the one safety we had was this action hero within this film. Well, I know he's fucking bad. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? You're the, like, guy, he's fucking, you're the uh, guy that was going to save the day and everything. He's got a claw hammer through his face. Like, yeah, now, <laughs> like, like now, now what? And yeah. like, again, like, that's what I love about a good slasher film. Cause they're lost. They're so lost. That genre is so dead and buried. And, you know, it's just so far gone. But the, the beauty of it is that. Yeah. Is that it's like, now what and it throws it on your lap as mm-hmm. an audience and you're like well and we have no faith in yeah exactly that's that's the uh, left, that's the right? thing like, that that the fi- the whole final girl thing um was it was it was so i mean it, it's funny it's the whole final girl premise i think was one of the only things that was simultaneously uh embraced and shunned all at the same time all in the all during the same era of film was yeah. like oh man you're a final girl oh god and then it's like holy shit you're a final girl like you know it's the same thing like jamie lee curtis we just you know just got done talking about it she yep. is among some of the most famous final women and she technically was really only the final girl twice <laughs> you know? so, so if you, you don't know, count the it, next these movies here here's uh here's something i'll take a little dump on hollywood right now please dump <laughs> the next expendables movie has megan fox in it now listen <laughs> i'll jack off to her all day <laughs> right like you put her in you put her in any fucking film you put her in transformers bending over a muscle car you can put her in any film that she wants to be in. She has the right, she has the talent behind her to do whatever she wants. But I was under the impression when they created the Expendables franchise that we were talking about action heroes. And it's funny because this falls after the point that me and you have made the podcast on. There are female action heroes, you know, Right, yes. there are female action heroes that predate male action heroes. Yep. Right, mm-hmm. that you do have Ripley, you do have, um, I, I always have, forget a name from Resident Evil, yeah, from yeah. Fifth Ripley, Element, Alice. You, you have, have Lilu. Yeah. yeah, that would yeah, be kind you of have tough. All of these, <laughs> you have all of these characters that could totally, that totally deserve to be there amongst the Dolph Lundgren and John Claude Van Damme's of yeah. action. 
And you're going to throw Megan Fox in there. And I understand why she's in there for like eye candy and stuff. And that is a part of horror films. So like of, of action films, sorry. And, and so I'm not saying that she doesn't deserve to be there, but she doesn't deserve to be the only one to be there. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if, if we're going to throw anyone in there, and I, I just hate that. Like, I mean, they even brought Chuck Norris in, in the second one, like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm sorry, like, without Chuck Norris, Sylvester Sloan and Arnold Schwarzenegger don't exist. Right? Like, so, like, the fact that he's in the sequel is a slap in the face. I'd have told him to go fuck himself. It, like, if I'm Chuck Norris, I'm telling everybody who calls me to go fuck themselves. That was my answer machine message. That's true. Like, <laughs> you know, the, the IRS calls, and it's like, hey, uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, no, I'm but Chuck Norris, go fuck yourself. At, at the same time, it's just, like, kind of infuriating to be, like, and again, it's not, like, hating on her. It's not about her. Could have been anybody. Who isn't an action hero? Mm-hmm. But there's chicks out there who like growing up were like that chick's badass. Like I said, you know what I mean. Like I, like I said with uh, in the podcast we did about um, Mila is she's so badass. She's she's pretty as all hell, right? She is. She's like mm-hmm. she's pretty. She ticks all the boxes. But in Resident Evil. Not once did I think about fucking that chick because she is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> like she is she scary. Is, she is the 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 badass to end all badasses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like those. she's so hot, but not not once did that guy part of your brain take over the fact that like no, she'd murder you in a second. Like yes. don't mm. even don't don't waste your activity on thinking about that <laughs> because she will kill you. <laughs> like yeah. And uh, no, I just I, again, I don't know how that came up. We we're talking about final girls, and I was just like, dude. Like, well, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a whole, it's a whole thing, right? You know, it's, it's, it's this, it's this, uh, this like feminine, this feminine expectation th- that that Hollywood has has, you know, poured down our throats for so many years is that like you know. The damsel in distress, the the dame it's in the just, tower. You know the the it's just the crazy dumb... to me that it survives when you see like you know UFC's popular than all hell right now. Not just that you got boxing, you got like Clarissa Shields and shit like that. And I just like, dude, these women will ruin your life. Like they will yeah. ruin they your. They life. will change the like composition Valen- of your face. Yeah. Look literally, at like Valentina Shevchenko and Woo! look at like Amanda Nunes and shit. And it's just like, dude, you're lucky they're stuck in a women's division because they will fuck you up beyond belief. And um, I don't know. It just always leaves me there. Just like you know, what I mean, like there is a race of warrior women out there, and it's not a race. In terms of like how we think of race, it's just like they do exist. They're out there. Mm-hmm. They'll fuck you up. They'll ruin you. They'll ruin your fucking life. Like they're 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 right there. And um, I, I think that horror. The, the point I was getting at is, I think that horror was the first genre that gave that role to women. Yeah, the hero, the he, absolutely, the hero role. There, there were, you know, there were other other films um, that that put, you know, uh, that that put a uh, a leading role 
in the hands of a brilliant female, a, a brilliant actress. But horror is, like you said, horror kind of horror was like the was like the the genre of it was like you know what go ahead like don't don't give a that guy that said you can't fuck that guy you can well, and you know you what tell you're going to defeat mm-hmm. this fucking crazy ass looking thing that he can't but it's a thing in film right like yeah. so today if you were to go up to a bunch of kids and show them a picture of um Ripley mm-hmm. she isn't hot yeah, that's no, yeah. There's a different different standard, but but it's like, dude, when I was growing up and I saw that bitch take out those fucking, Ooh. she was the hottest woman on the planet, like mm. on the planet, like the all above all, like Ripley yep. is just like, oh my god, and then it just like actions speak louder than words, and and all of those little little things that we say but it's, it's true to a point right like because because you look at stuff like that and it's just like dude you could have had megan fox could have existed back then and she still wouldn't have held a torch to ripley you know what i mean like right because have... of that character that she embodies like is it's just different well, there's a you know and uh there's a whole there's a whole subgenre of of films of revenge films that yeah that take like last house on the left i spit on your grave uh there's even a oh there's a movie that came out in 2018 just called revenge and it's exactly that where it's like you know hell hath no fury than a woman scorn but above that hell hath no fury than a woman scorn who knows how to cycle an ar-15 Okay, like there's a difference here. <laughs> the first one, I'll take your house. The second one, I'll take your balls. Like <laughs> there, there's a, there's yeah. a, there, but the thing the the thing that I I love about that is yeah I just you know I made a, I made a distinction between the two right. You couldn't slide a piece of paper in between how close those two are. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> between yeah. the the woman that will just that will you know the woman that will just you know, uh, you know what? I'm taking everything. And the woman that's like, I'm going to put a bullet in your head and staple your scrotum to the mantle in movies. It is literally a and B. And I think, I I think horror is, I, 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 I hate to say the word permission because it gives this whole thing, but like horror films made that, a thing that a female actress could be proud of like Sigourney, yeah. like Sigourney Weaver and Jamie Lee Curtis are, are great examples of that, you know, phenomenal actresses on the outset, but talk about, yeah. talk about, and, and uh, Mila Jovovich and uh, talk about, talk about, you know, strong, f- strong actresses just out the gate can literally put them in any movie and they're, and they're fantastic. But, on a dime can go from motherly and nurturing to just ruthless and ruthless. And I, 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 I don't know, not evil, but ruthless and cunning and dangerous, yeah. like just on exactly. a dime. I, I think you covered my point better than I did. Is uh, That's exactly what I mean. When, when I talk about that is that 
you know, she, these female characters, they have, uh, not that the movie was made for that intent, but like, you just can't help but respect them. And so like, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis and, and, and stuff like that, like they could have played any roles they wanted. They could have just played the pretty girl or the, or the pretty woman or stuff like that. But when they take on those roles, it's, uh, it makes your balls shrink up a little bit. <laughs> like, you're just mm-hmm. like, well, like she's alpha. You know yeah, what I mean? You, like, could, you know, you could, anyway, she's yeah. the boss. Like, and it's just, um, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that I should take over completely. Like, of course there's a, a place and time for everything, but, um, especially in horror i just think that it reigns supreme you know like they're never gonna have uh bruce willis of horror films because it doesn't work yeah because the things that bruce willis would do in a horror film are the things that get you killed in a horror film yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like where it's sort of it's caution and the reasoning that female characters take in a horror film and the things that make you survive and it's something we could all learn from right like yeah exactly i think that's i think that's a that's a killer point no pun intended to to kind of to to wrap the 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 podcast on is the fact that like the you know our 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 final girl in in this movie um which i sorry i forgot your name we're singing your praises and I don't have it in front of me. Ah! Um, <laughs> but you know, it's uh, Katie Stevens. There we go. Katie Stevens. Go. How are you? Katie Stevens. If you're listening, which obviously you would be, um, her character of Harper in this, in this movie is, it's such a classic progression from, you know, from timid, too terrifying you know yeah she she sweeps the gamut in this entire movie and you see you see the situation and and you see the situation slowly bear down on her to the point where a decision has to be made yeah it's i i feel like it's not so much personal view i think it's just like we take on this like societal view of females in horror films. So we always give up all hope. We're like, Oh, it's just her. Like, this is fucked. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we kind of throw it out the window. We're like, Oh, well the worst thing's going to, and no, like we see the deep, deep, deep dark that she ends up in. Yeah. And, it's fantastic. I, I love it. I, I love it. That that's one of the things like this film, out of all the films on the list, it might not end even end up in our top five of, of like we're analyzing film and stuff like that. But out of all of them, this is one of my absolute favorites. Um Yeah. My personal favorite. It's not it, like I couldn't recommend it to anybody else on that type. I'll recommend it to you, but I won't recommend it to you on the level that I receive it. Because, like, to me personally, it is on on this list. It's is one of the top for sure. Because it's just enjoyable. The monsters are awesome. I haven't seen that since I was a kid. Seen a monster where I'm like, wow, 
Yeah. That's incredible. Like, you know what I mean? Like that type of level where it's like, I'm terrified of you, but you're so awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I haven't, I haven't it's, experienced... It's like I haven't experienced like that since. Friday, yes, 13th. yes. Like when I saw Jason, and I was just like, "You're exactly. so scary, but you're so cool." Exactly. And I love you, but I don't ever come anywhere near me. And please don't be real. <laughs> but I hope that you're real because you're so cool. Like, and it's just this like conflicting thing, isn't it? Just... Yes. No. That's that. That is. That's exactly what I was going to add to to that. Uh, like the this this movie gives to the you know Facebook and iTunes generation what Michael Myers and Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees gave to the cassette and VHS generation right like this yeah. this movie it's and and I could see each of these like I could see movies being built off of each each individual character I mean it's I could see it I'm not saying it's going to happen or that it even should but I can see, you know, how flushed out these characters could be. And it gives, it gives you those, the, it, it finally, it's like, finally, something new to be afraid of. Something new to haunt your yeah. dreams. Something, you know, it's not just the same yeah. big guy in a hockey mask. It's now, you know, a different thing. And that, Yeah, that was like the coolest thing about this film for me is that moment. That we all know in horror films, when he takes the mask off, and we expect to see what we've been like it's drummed the, down and the Scooby Doo moment. Expect. The yeah, Scooby Doo the, moment. The guy, and when he takes off that mask, you're like, "Fucking put it back on!" Like, yes. put that shit back on because, like, exactly. as creepy as that fucking mask was, like, you're an actual monster, and <laughs> I love that. Like, I loved it. I love the real world monster that these guys are. And, and I was just like, please make 10 more of these. Yeah. Like, please carry this on. Cause like that moment I could just live in it forever. Mm-hmm. Like it was such a cool mo. Like the movie is maybe two hours long, but that moment for me is like something that I never want to end. Like right. that, that experience of it, it was so awesome. And like I said, when we come to rank these films, this movie probably won't even end up in the top five because there's story elements and stuff like that. So the other films put it above it. But personally, what I dig in horror films is like everything about this. <laughs> like yeah. everything. About yeah, exactly. From from the cast to the aesthetics to the effects to the creatures, it's just kind of yeah, it's, it's all there, and it's very surprising for a movie that's that came out you know, two years ago, it embodies yeah. all the same things we love about films that are 35, 40 years old, almost at this point without being shitty, right? Like without being like, you know, we talked about the final guard dynamic. Everyone's familiar with that, but it's done in a different way. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah, the it's same totally. thing. Like, you know it when you see it, but at the same time, it was like, I don't know. It was like fresh. Every that's that's the thing I got with this film. It was like a little bit fresh. They put the effort in. They earn it. Every part of it. Every part of me that appreciates it. I mean, they earn every single second of it in in the setup because the setup is the first red herring, right? Mm-hmm. 
because of Hellfest and stuff like that. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. You immediately sure. think but you know where this is going to go. Yeah, and then they they pleasantly surprise you. Um, yeah. No, definitely, definitely give it a watch. I'd Absolutely. love to hear your guys' feedback on that. And um, we'll be out here recently. Uh, you know, we just covered host and we'll be off with the rest of our list here that we have posted on our uh, yep. podcast platforms and like I, believe, I said I just love to see what you guys think <laughs> I believe I believe the next one is uh, the next episode is going to be on uh, my friend Dahmer which uh, I, uh, for yeah. for the list that we've compiled um, this is definitely this is a, a right off the bat. The movie's already spoiled, so we're just then. My friend Dahmer, we're going to talk probably a little differently about. Um, yes, yeah. this is probably going to be a movie we're just going to outright, you know, break it down for y'all. Uh, but uh, suffice to say, this this film right here is this is kind of a milestone in the in in the list. Like this one right here is kind of what a lot of these films are sort of building towards. You know, this is this is if if I could say anything about it, it's just fun. It's a good it's a fucking good, satisfying modern horror film that's not kitschy or cliche in any way. But it also is you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that that's exactly it. I I think if you're gonna put one word on it, it's fun. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, it's a good time. For a horror fan, it's something you can't afford to miss. Like, yeah. it's something you definitely have to experience, and it's something that will leave you wanting more. It's going to leave an empty hole inside your heart mm-hmm. where you're going to need more of this. And, and I'm sorry to tell you, but there isn't anything. <laughs> like, there's Not nothing that lot. will scratch the itch that, le- that this leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. It, it's very cool in that way, especially in the genre. In the genre that it encapsulates, it's, it's a rare thing where you feel like nothing can touch what it's like the crater it left in you, like well, after it no, goes away. Like, exactly. It's it's a, it's a really cool thing. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. Um, we'll check we'll it be out back more. And, um, we appreciate and love you guys for for listening i hope uh i hope i hope we continue on with uh because because this isn't all just about scary stuff spoiler alert we're, we're focusing hey. on that for for the month of october here but we're going to move into some other stuff and i uh, hope you guys hang out with us and stick with us through the whole time we'd love to hear what you got going on check yeah. us out on twitter at uh movie underscore sherpas check us out on facebook at our group uh movie sherpas podcast maybe check us out on youtube at some point keep your ears and eyes open for that bye <laughs> Say, uh...